back to another edition of the There Will Be Dungeons bonus episode for the month of June 2022. We're happy to have you all here. We hope you enjoy the following questions and answers. Questions provided by you. Hopefully some good answers provided by us. As usual, Kristen's got the list. Let's just get into it. Kristen, what's our first question? All right, first one from Bidog17. Uh, hello, TWBD crew. I have been listening to the campaign since the beginning and have enjoyed listening as all the characters change and grow, which leads me to my question. Is there any way we can get Kyle to give us a complete readout of all of Varel's glorious titles? Thank you for all that you do. <laughs> oh, man, if I had known this was a question, I would have done the full titles today in the show. Oh, well, let's, let's give you some homework. Uh, for the final battle, let's have that ready so you can yeah. declare it done. As like that a, sounds a, good. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. I'm assuming you survive. You know. Oh, yeah. Yes. Because you never know. <laughs> so an answer to look forward to then? I like that. All right. Keep listening, B-Dog. <laughs> good one, B-Dog. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up, Dave P. Hi, all. Super quick question. Did you as a group come together at the start to discuss what sort of game you were interested in playing? War game, heavy, role-playing, intricate trading simulation, etc. Did you outline things that would be off the table? For instance, violence against kids, rape, horror elements. Cheers, Dave P. I don't know. Did we? I don't remember. I don't remember. So how long ago is it we started playing? Are we at three or four years now? We're at Oh, geez. I'd I can check back. the email records here because I think it was emailed first. Um, and I think it was always going to be D&D. I probably have yeah, a time I don't think we. I don't think we ever really went heavy on the, like, here's the stuff that's off the table. But I think there were discussions about, like, what kind of universe it was going to be. First episode was January 27th, 2018. So one, two, three before yeah we're for we're in the fourth year a lot of it was like i came to this going like scott really likes bad max so i i if everyone's cool with it i know what i want to do um it kind of went everywhere <laughs> it didn't you know stay firmly grounded in that but um you know we did we did discuss that but i already had i came into it with some notions and scott's very good about being like yeah have at her man i remember there was a um conversation though at one point about you know how how dark do we want to get or how, you know, like if there's, if there, if there are romantic things, you know, we're going to just have full on pornographic descriptions versus something more mild or something. I felt like we had a conversation about that. I've been feeling it as we, we go, like we've definitely had our, uh, it's sort of an interesting place. Cause like, I definitely want to take it to R rated, but then I'm like, well, we're doing a show. I, I don't know. We, I, so like I don't know, like we had you know the, one of Bok Bok's first epic moments was him you know jacking off in, in Slave Town. <laughs> I still remember that because it was so funny. Just that you open the door and that, yep, that's what he was doing. Stupid little goblin guy being being gross. Being gross. Um, yeah. yeah. So like I, you know, it's funny. I've been watching the boys and I'm like, this show's kind of like how I DM basically. Like I try to be serious, but then I just blood and guts. That's sort of yeah, just explode things. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of where I go. So. I mean, I like doing the edgy stuff, but I don't know that we ever talked about it. I think it's just as we play, if I get a bad reaction to something, I like keep it in check, right? We'll never forget. Never forget the <laughs> Mr. Oilbeard's terrible thing he said on the way, uh, slow falling down the thousand mile hole. Um, but know, we were also little... playing co-op games together for like two years before we started D&D. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. a lot of really 
there's a lot of really helpful like questionnaires you can pass out to prospective players about what they're comfortable with to kind of bridge that gap. If you have somebody new to your campaign, it's worth being down like, hey, what's your thoughts on like uh, the undead and like guts? And some people are like, skeletons are fine, but I don't want to hear a thing about intestines or, you know, needles or like all those sort of preferences when you don't know somebody are really important to get. But we had played so many video games together that we had a general idea of like where things were going. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. That made yeah. a difference. That's that is absolutely true. Because, you know, I'm not not that, it, you know, in games we're like, I don't know, not, not that it's the same, but I think everybody kind of knew each other well enough to know how to take yeah. things. Yeah. Nothing formal, but, you know, we were. Yeah. I wouldn't say the way you make it sound like do we do we have a sit down and go like, OK, where are our boundaries? Yeah. I would say no, but we had a lot of prior history, so it was, you know, anything that came up we could deal. I felt confident we could conversate as a group and talk about sure. it. Sure compromise and arrive at a solution so i agree yeah. including from listeners yeah some people didn't like the way i voiced certain characters because they thought maybe i was being insensitive towards the differently abled <laughs> you know and i was like well no i just want to make them sound a little silly but okay like i'll think about that you know yeah not my intention but right. yeah sometimes you're just goofing stuff around. like that yeah yeah Sure. Uh, all right, going on Tony or Chicken Whiskers one on Twitch. I don't want to sound presumptuous about the direction the story of our beloved party is headed, but it seems to be coming to a natural resolution point. Finally, running down the big bad, and that fight will decide the fate of the party. After at least three dedicated seasons to this party, are there any talks of going back to John's inverse world for a dedicated season, or back to Kyle's adventures through the Underdark? Or do you, Scott, John, Kyle, Kristen, think Bo will find a way to keep this moving to higher heights, like Dragon Ball Z-style story <laughs> progression? <laughs> I love that that's the comparison. That's very funny. <laughs> that, that, that is kind of where the powers go from like level 16 to 20 for sure though especially yeah. at 20 yeah yeah you can probably answer that better than the rest of us like uh well i mean we have so like so yes we are you know i mean my 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 scheduling is terrible because everything i think that's going to take one episode takes 10 and that's okay it's just i have a bad sense of timing when it comes to that stuff and it you know i don't seem to get better at it but um uh, I, so, you know, even at this juncture, when we talk about seasons, we've, we've definitely discussed like, you know, how, how much time is X going to take, but no one wants to rush it at the same time. Um, so, you know, I think we'll have that conversation probably soon and figure things out from there. Cause like, definitely like the inverse, I miss, I miss Baffo salts personally. Mm -hmm. And, um, also, uh, Garpoon. I am Garpoon. Oh yeah, Garpoon was fun. And yeah, Garpoon was great. Oh, and um Fungus Man. And what was your character, Hope? I don't know why I can't remember your characters today. Uh that's it. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, wasn't she an an ASMR? An oh, ASMR? she's a, yeah, 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 ASMR. Yeah, That's right. Braddy yeah. team. Braddy like god gin <laughs> powers. Yeah, yeah, no. Okay, all the characters are awesome. So I mean, it would be fun to do that. It would be fun to continue on with um uh, Vorel's uh, uh, universe, although I don't think I'd play a newspaper man again. But um, <laughs> oh yeah, I totally <laughs> forgot what you played. That's right, a neat idea. Yeah. Uh, speaking of homework, it didn't get done. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I really like doing Star Trek Ottawa. 
Oh, that <laughs> was fun. Down. That was Star Trek was great. <laughs> I'd be down for more Star Trek. I'd love to do superheroes, a Transformers thing. Like I think there's a lot of fun ideas out there. And now that we've played together long enough, I'm almost like, uh, let's. I don't know. I, I think I'll, we have to have that discussion. So don't take anything from out of this. But um, I am definitely excited to 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 either see other people's DMs or even if I were to DM, like to to break different kinds of ground. It's a lot of fun to be had. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Anyone else? I mean, I don't know. Like, it does feel like we're heading toward a big finish for the main, for the big arc, you know? And what happens after that, I don't know. But I I don't know. I just, I, I'm, I have the, I have a feeling that this is the ultimate moment. This is our end game, you know? And while there might be a phase five MCU, we're about to, you know, import, get to an important, finish point here and who knows what that yeah, means I mean, but. you know varel could head back to sigil and you know have a word with uh, the mind master and start a whole new thing mm-hmm. it's that guy's that guy's been messing with you for, from a distance for a while now sure it's the post-credit scene yeah oh that would be cute if every character got a post-credits yeah <laughs> well, we should if you know if everyone survives we should do an epilogue uh, lord of the Rings style for sure sure yeah yeah What's Nash up to now? What's he doing? Got they can do him like maybe. freeze frame, like uh, Animal House style, where they're like so and so went on to do a thing while music plays in the background. I kind of like that. Uh, We're Nash not became a that, lawyer. Yeah, Nash, <laughs> Nash, attorney at law. Nash Magard, attorney at law. That's a terrible idea. Let's never <laughs> speak of this again. Bad idea. <laughs> All right, next question comes from Bendit, but then there's a follow-up by Evan, so uh, let's listen to all of this. It's, I really like how in-depth this got. Why was Varel not allowed to level up when the rest underwent surgery? I'm sure mating with 26 female lizard folk and having to battle each and every one of them is worth more XP than surgery, or he should have at least been granted the tough feat for free. And then Evan responds, I was curious about this too, so I did some math. Assuming the lizard folk were the same as the ones for the stat block I found, CR one half, Varel would have gained 13,000 XP when suggested to party size slash encounter size. <laughs> A character needs 25,000 XP to go from level 14 to level 15. I can't speak to how much XP the group has gained up until this point since they use Milestone. Stone, nor can I put a number on how much XP you get from mating with a creature instead of fighting them. But theoretically, he could have leveled up from his reptilian sex party, assuming they at least had 12k XP towards the next level when the mating ritual began. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. Man, this rundown's amazing. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I don't even know what to say. Uh, I say to Bendit and Evan, respect. I, I wish I would have thought of that. You're totally right. Hmm. <laughs> I could have I could have easily thought of that and did not. I didn't so. mind as a player though because Varel is often giving up power outside himself in order to maintain his storyline of my own power. It, it gets a little messy with Gurgil involved, but you know at least it's another lizard folk and a gift and all that sort of thing. But no, no packs with demons and no special level up surgeries. Hmm. You have a you have a firm set of morals and you do not deviate from them. Yeah. Yeah. So if he's if he's losing a little power because of that, like he, he's not as high level as everybody else, it's fine. I, I don't mean, think it's and, affected. You know, characters his... don't think in those terms, anyways, right? You're right. like, I could take them all. Plus, it hasn't <laughs> affected his his mindset of I'm 
I'm a, mil- a list of a million miles long of awesome things. Like, it's not like it's changed. You know, you're not going to go, you're not going to list off all your cool accomplishments and at the end go, and as a side note, I, I'm not quite as powerful as I could have been if I'd, uh, you know, it's not like he's going to do that. So it doesn't really matter. You're as powerful as you want to be, Burrell. Exactly. Yep. Take that, world. Next up, we have Malice with four different questions here. What wow. does Stanley consider his top five speeches? What is everyone else's favorite Stanley speech? What are all of your favorite character moments? And what do you consider your favorite or biggest holy shit WTF campaign slash DM surprise or reveal moment? Wow, that's a big one. All right, John, you're up first. Yeah, uh, I don't remember most of the speeches that I give because I just give them off the cuff. The only time I've ever planned one, uh, it was bad. I didn't like it. So um, I don't really remember. I mean, the speeches usually like they're good, but they don't usually have much of an effect. I just sort of do it. And, you know, sometimes if I do the charm version of it, it'll do something. But like like today, he gave a speech about like, hey, we invaded this place and you know, you're all here. And all it really did was make them just show themselves instead of trying to get the drop in on us. So like is okay. Wasn't, it wasn't great. Um, I, I tend to, I'll tie it into one of my favorite character moments. I think one of my favorite moments in the campaign, um, is easily, and it's sort of tied to a speech is, uh, killing a Medusa by making her look in a mirror with command. Mm. So it wasn't really a speech, but just like, that fight was going so bad. We'd lost hope. We'd lost Varel. Um, you know, and it was just Nash and I in the background. And I don't think we had done a lot of damage to the creature. Cause like this party is a very like, let's fight creative party. Like let's have fun, which is fun, but it doesn't do a lot of hit points of damage at the end of the day. So like, I, I just remember thinking like, Oh God, how are we going to fight this? There's only two of us left. And I don't think anybody's hit this thing. And so having the the trick work to cast command to convince this Medusa to look into a mirror um, was a cool alternative to just chipping away hit points. And uh, it was easily one of my favorite moments. And it was a one word speech, which was a lot easier to do. <laughs> that was your favorite then. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's great. All right. Well, uh, Stanley, not a fan of his speeches, does, only has one, and it was one word. But <laughs> yep, yep. There I gotta you go. say, I don't, I don't remember the content of his speech, but uh, I, d- I do like OG Stanley when he um, channeled a little more Walton Goggins. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorites is when you were trying to get the people of uh, um, uh, the Teat or Trashburg. Um, to, to you were you were sort of distracting them, but also like promising them like mayoral style uh, benefits and stuff to influence them. Oh, that's right. We were going to put in like plumbing and all that sorts was a good of one. stuff. Yeah, that was. Really I great. totally forgot about that speech. Yeah, yeah, that was honestly that's probably the closest Stanley's ever been to the character as I originally pictured him. Yeah, there's a rascal, roguish element to him, and you've now become like a holy warrior. <laughs> <laughs> like a very serious, uh, you know, uh, presidential, for lack of a better word, real leader, which is good for your growth and development. But, uh, you know, it was always kind of fun when you were trying to, to angle for your own selfish advantages. And yeah. So I, I remember that one. That one was pretty good. 
And uh, I don't know. You've given some good speeches, man. Like they don't have to necessarily um, produce an effect to still have great effect upon the role play. So, you know, your speech to the uh, war council was very good. And you channel a lot when you do those. Um, oh, I, yeah. I know another one. I'll give another one. So I'm doing a little better than just saying, look, um, I, I remember after Hope came back um, in El Handar, she and Stanley had a sit down where they just sort of laid it all bare. Like Stanley absolutely had like turned his back on hope didn't think she meant it and like she was trying to get back in the good graces of the group he was definitely the like i do not trust you now and they had this it wasn't really a speech because it was a dialogue back and forth but like where they finally just had it out and like in character to me in my opinion like that's the moment that like hope and stanley became best friends at least as far as he's concerned like it was this moment where both of them had been kind of pretending they haven't done the dark things they did, pretending to be good while not thinking they're particularly good. And they both kind of realized they're the same person in very different ways. And I think that speech about doing good and being good and all of that uh, is one of my favorites. Yeah, that was really good. I'm trying to think of one. I, I can't honestly, it's hard for me to remember because John will do stuff off the show that will stick in my head. And then I forget previous funny things like the other night on core, you did this amazing old lady thing. And that's all I can think about right now. I can't think of a Stanley thing. So it's a John problem. He outdoes himself. There's not much I can do about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, his speeches are great, but it's fine. If we don't remember them word for word, doesn't comment about anything. I, no, I don't, re- I don't, I don't remember any of them. Bo said the one about me. I was like, Oh yeah, I did do that. Like, I don't remember. Like, I have to go back and listen to episodes to prep for the following week. An episode is pretty long already as it is. And then we're going to do three episodes. Like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that passes through our head. So, I mean, and we're talking, like I said, we've been doing this three or four years times three hours. Like we're talking like two to three hundred hours of material at this point. You know, like it's it's a lot. But I I do I don't remember the speeches, but I do remember the feeling. There's often a feeling of that's hilarious, or he's going big balls on something. You know, like just when you know it's speech time, you will unleash a f- several minutes of speech, and some of those have been really like poignant and have been really effective. So I, I don't know the specifics of many of the speeches, but you know, I think that's okay. Yep, I agree. Uh, favorite character moments. Uh, big questions from Malice. Um, yeah, do you guys have? Is, I don't know if this is for the players or just favorite. Maybe one each or something. Like I that. mean, everybody. Oh, if you ask this of the audience, they'd all point back to some really old dumb stuff like Thunderclap or whatever the hell it was. I cast and iconic thunderclap and nash iconic yeah that was a thing we couldn't really avoid but i think you've grown so much as a DD player you know you would never make a mistake like that for me i think um (laughs) this is hard i think (laughs) this is hard for me i favorite moment geez moment there's so many good ones uh one of mine is really early on it was nash when he was going through 
the town, the first town we were in at night, and like these two people are just out for a stroll, and he's screaming about how he doesn't have a heart. <laughs> it, it was such an absurd scene, but it was so funny just picturing these innocent people hanging out at night, and then some crazy bandaged, stinky man just runs up and starts screaming. <laughs> About stuff that we know why he's screaming about, but these two characters would have no idea. Like, that was just comedic gold. Yeah, that was a fun. I remember that being really fun. Those that early that just- speech set off a whole idea about him actually not having a heart. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it paid yeah. off later. Yeah, and look where that took us. So I was like, what if he was right? It seems absurd. Hmm. I can't think. It's really hard for me to think of a single moment. I don't know. There's lots. There's lots of great little moments that we have. It's just a question of going back. But like, um, Tedna. Yeah, let's, <laughs> I mean, there was the time Nash was like, "I gotta pee," and he goes outside and like extreme detail. You described how you dug this <laughs> hole <laughs> and lowered yourself into it. I do. I do. I do miss a lot of the detailing around how he manages his pee hole. His, his, gen- pee his hole. crotch hole. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, in those early days, especially, there was a. Used a to put effort into it. Make sense of him. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Like we wanted to try to understand this man. chaos that is Nash. <laughs> I'm just joking, but a lot happens at our show. I can barely keep people's names together uh, for our NPC list, so it's just hilarious. Because that used to be a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And what you were storing in it, and how much you could store in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I think you want to put a carrot in there at some point just to keep it safe. Yeah. It was like 20 minutes of the show. Like, was it, was it a discussing carrot? how much room there was. Was it a carrot? I don't remember. It was a vegetable. Okay. I don't know what kind. I'm pretty sure it was a vegetable. I'm sure someone remembers. I just don't remember. Yeah. Or, you know, a great moment was when you threw the dildo in, in Stanley's face. Yeah. Which is always that important, was, I think. That was great. Uh, uh, Fireballs, uh, chain of fireballs, and the Cyclops urethra going exploring in there. Another great Nash moment. I mean, seeing rabbits and setting the gunpowder store on fire. <laughs> oh, that was great. I forgot um, about that for a minute. Yeah. You know, Varel and Bok Bok having breakfast at the Sapphire or something. I think it was Sapphire. Yeah. Was their, the their whole relationship. Lattlebing's Hotel. Their whole thing um, where they had to kind of get along and make the restaurant and all that for that period was really great stuff. Yeah. I love Varel's relationship with uh, <laughs> his relationship. What do they call it? Not buskers, but, um, the, you know, those trolley carriers and Sig- Sigil. Uh, the, he didn't know it was a date, but we were all pretending it was a date. Yeah, yeah, on. just that that whole thing with the the you know the um, the running guys. I can't remember what they're called. Oh, rickshaw, really? the rickshaw, yeah. oh, rickshaw drivers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This whole relationship with the rickshaw. I mean, uh, just hope and every time she get got really nasty and evil, like just out of the blue. Um, you know, and and especially just her whole arc. We did the evil arc. I mean, that was just awesome. Leaned into it so much. She commanded the other idiots uh, with a firm hand. Um, And, uh, you know, I I just think Stanley's, like, relationship troubles. 
Like, it's just, it's always so funny because I'm always like, it's not backseat driving or an opinion, but you know, it's like, it's D and D like, yeah, we go to the, <laughs> we, we go to the brothel, have a good time. Then we'll go back to the dungeon. Right. You know, Stanley's like very like just contemplative when it comes to his, his, his romantic relationships. Right. It's always troubled. And I know it's going to be like an episode of Dawson's Creek every time now. And it's, mm. it makes me laugh because I know now I know what to expect <laughs> and I still, still, you know, pick on that anyways. So I find that fun. It's just kind of great. So mm. I don't know if there's like a moment, but there's just like, there's always something funny just around the corner that one of the four players are going to do that follows the consistent logic and just, you know, makes it great. I liked putting that, killing that guy by putting him to sleep and he fell out of the window or whatever and died. That was yeah, that fun. was hilarious too. It was a good moment. I mean, I think one of the big problems, not big problems, but like the problem with where we're at right now is that you are high level characters. You're proven an experience. We've gone through this arc. When you're like a low level, like you do oopsie shit and you're like, oh, this is hilarious. But now you're like the entire world and kingdom are on our shoulders and you know better. So it's like you make less mistakes. Like there's a lot of effort to try not to make like silly mistake, combat mistakes or mistakes that have real world consequences. And that's what you should be. But, you know, it's less funny, right? Yeah. And you're just like, oh, shit, I slept the entire block and someone fell out of a window and died. <laughs> <laughs> now you're like, oh, I better be careful before I cast this sleeve spell. But that's growth, you know? That's how that stuff works. Yeah, it was a very, it was a learning moment. We all learned yeah. a little from that, yeah. I think. And biggest holy shit, what the fuck campaign DM surprise reveal moment. The yeah. Dolopopia worm exploding out of everything. That yeah. was great. That was, that really was good, awesome. Yeah. And it was just shocking and just, oh, it was great. Explo- Wait, which part was the exploding out of everything? Uh, we were dealing with one and it started shooting worms out of its butt at Varel. <laughs> and then suddenly everything started shooting worms yeah. out of its butt. <laughs> oh, yeah, the worm stuff. I and then we had that. that epic escape, the race across the chasm. It was, it was awesome. Oh, I remember the escape from the chicken lords, right? Yeah, the lizard folk had all feasted on, was it Orp, who was full of worms? Yes, so they that's all started right. launching worms out of their butts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I forgot, I forgot, there's so much that has happened on this damn campaign. Yeah, there's a lot. I'm like, oh yeah, there's so there's much. A, I mean, I like doing the, the destruction of Elhandar. I don't know if that's a holy shit. I mean, it's hard for me to have them. The players surprise me all the time. Uh, so I think it's more up to you guys if you have any big ones. Dolopopia was fun. Um, I loved it. Pixie Blush. Oh, know. I miss... Um, oh, I can't even remember her name. Who's my little fairy uh, friend? Uh, I miss Pod, too. Pod. Pod. I freaking loved Pod. Yeah, yeah Pod, Pod was great. Pod, was Pod in itself was a surprise, right? I wasn't... Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. remember how we came even to to having pod how that worked out well there's pixie pixie blush was a thing right so they they crushed pixies up into dust people started oh like that's right yep and you found a uh, she was one that got freed and was looking for help hidden your hotel room at charlemagne's that's right and she was that. like uh don't eat me and you're she like, was i'm not gonna eat you what the hell are you talking about <laughs> it was really sad when she was gone that bummed me out yeah yeah, yeah whose fault was that well you know <laughs> There's a few pro, you know, whatever. Bo-kid Did I ask you if you'd be okay with it first? Um, 
I don't can't remember. remember if I did. Because I know... So, whenever I tried to be Diane Talos, I tried to make him a character that, like, was going to be forced. But I didn't want to just come out and just tell people, like, hey, he's going to be somewhat forced to cooperate. So he might be evil, but he'll always at least work in your best interest. Because I, I think that kind of undermines it a little bit. But if I ever wanted to do something like really heavy, like I didn't, I know I didn't ask about um, what was it, George Miller? Like that one was, that one I was fine with doing. But I feel like if I was going to kill somebody that I thought was important, I asked. I think I may have asked you if it was if you were okay with it, Scott. Yeah, I think so. I can't remember now, though. I don't remember yeah, either. Yeah. That was my fault. I got rid of Pot. Yeah, it was your fault. Bo brought her back, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's not the same. No. No, it's not the same Pot. Actual Pot died. Scott's not into it. No, I can feel it. It's not that I'm not into it. It's just it's a pale comparison, right? It's like, oh, no. You know what? I didn't ask. It was I did it because Bo turned her into a pixie hulk. That's what it was. Yeah, so I think I you just it, was like as yeah. soon as it was like no Pixie Hulk, I'm not gonna bother with a can we save her arc. I think I just did it. Mm. I can't remember what I did ask somebody if they were okay with me doing something evil though. Is Talus? <laughs> uh, I think the T in general would probably be my like that whole area in general. It felt like week to week was like kind of a crazy new discovery every week. Like it kind of felt the most like free form uncontrolled like exploration story like bit that we that we had it just it's like that moment in an rpg where the the open world kicks in and it felt mm. like that happened at the teat and it felt like everything we learned or discovered was like a shocking surprise like whether it was like hey it's a street gang and we were feeling you know very sure of ourselves and all of a sudden it's like, and they're run by a vampire. It's like, what? <laughs> and then like, oh, we yeah. gotta we gotta go do this. And oh, it's a kingdom that used to belong to Hope's people. And it just it just felt like there was a constant stream of like reveals and like cool things in that in that whole section of the story that I really liked. Yeah, it was good. Real good. Cool. And then we have one last question from Alice here. Does Stanley <laughs> well, it squirts. Hello. <laughs> We're watching our monster truck videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, monster truck videos are the best. Yeah. yeah. We're looking for those monsters. Does Stanley remember he promised Diane Talus that if he helped the army, he would go to the Feywild with him after? And does he have any intention of keeping said promise? <laughs> LOL. And I think somebody <laughs> in chat already responded. Well, <laughs> yep. well that, that doesn't matter. Don't have to worry about it. Don't have to remember. I don't have to remember a lot of promises right now. So uh, no biggie. Yeah, you're safe. Yeah, throw, mm. the, note, throw the notes out. Were you? I, have a I got a, Stan, Stanley's ten on ten murders right now. I have a I have a follow on on that add on question about Diantalus in general. We now know the ultimate fate of the character. Yeah. Um. How how do you? I don't think we ever really got to how you how you feel about Diantalus being officially truly gone. Oh, it super bums me out. Like I spent from the moment that Diantalus got separated from Stanley. Like in the back of my head, literally every week, 
we can find a way to bring him back in a cool way. Like, am I going to get to play that character again? Can I play that character again? I wonder if something's going to happen. He's going to bring him back. And then he came back and like, no, like nothing against Bo. He, he said as much when he played him, but like all of a sudden dying Talus sounded like Skeletor. And he was just kind of like, <laughs> I can't do that voice. very. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And that's what Bo said. And I was just like, Maybe he wasn't as cool as I thought he was in my head. And uh, but I was like, but maybe I'll get to be him again. Maybe. And then he got lasered and I was like, well, pretty, I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen now. Uh, so I'm I'm sad that he's gone. Um, but, you know, we're wrapping towards the end of the adventure. And like that's that's when characters die. That's when storylines die. And at a certain point when you're telling a story, you have to focus it. You have to bring it in. You have to kind of rein things in. And there's not a lot of time for distractions and things like that. So, you know, he, he got to go out, uh, be in his usual arrogant self, and uh, got obliterated. Mm-hmm. That's the way it goes. Oh, I forgot to talk about that today. Yeah, we didn't. Because really. Grosjeal and Dantelis would have had a pass, too, but they didn't get into it. Oh, well, such is how things go. I didn't know that. Do they really have a, they have a thing? Have a, yeah, they were part of the. There was like a part of the. There's the like pre-heroes. a previous party, like, right? Stanley's dad, Monsoon Cabbage, uh, the principal, and Grosjeal, and Dian Dian Talis would be involved as a thousand years. That's how we got in prison in the first. Like, there's that whole how we got in prison in the first place was being way too murderous, and the Elhandari elves were the ones who imprisoned him. Yeah, that's right. Then they forgot about him. You know, he got buried and forgotten, and, and there like was the sexy, times. sexy worm. Oh yeah, we forgot about our uh, <laughs> the sex worm, <laughs> <laughs> the sexy dream worm. But uh, like, that's know. the thing is, I, I don't know if anybody ever went back. Uh, any of the players went back and listened to it, but that's like a thing that just you and I and the listeners know about. Is the sex yeah, worm. we we, we did they only on... <laughs> they only heard about it secondhand. Yeah. They were having a pleasant dream. They were bewitched. It didn't really happen. Mm. But yeah. Um, Interesting. I don't, I don't know. You know, it's D&D. It's, is anyone ever truly dead in the shadow realm? No. Because you could really, you could revive <laughs> any of us. If I've been revived in ways that it should be impossible, yeah, here I am. Well, so it's revived, but souls go to places in the D&D world. So maybe, you know, whole campaigns have been done just in the ethereal plane, for example. So you could play a bunch of spirits or something, whatever you'd imagine, right? Like yeah. there's, eh, I, you know, you would never close the door completely on anything um, in the D&D world. But, you know, I, 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 yes, we're currently doing something a little different. John's right. So, you know, the so stakes have been raised. They have been. Raise those stakes, yo. Uh, well, there's our questions. They were great this week. Thank you, everybody, for sending these in. Send us more. And I know a bunch of you at home who even sent questions in are like, I still have questions. Great. We'd love to hear your questions. The more questions you've got, the better off we all are. So send them in. That's over at the website. It's a big old form right there. Boom. Just go to therewillbedungeons.com and you're all set. All right. Thanks for your support. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next month. Wow.